This is the F word. I'm your girl, Sadna. And I'm Laura. And we're just two chicks sick of shit. We're so sick of shit. I'm sick of shit, girl. <laughs> so we want to talk about it. There's going to be a lot of beeping out because we have the filthiest mouths, which is something is frowned upon when you're a woman. Which is probably why we do it. This is why we're it's doing just, this, though. We just, wanna, we just want to speak up. That's what we want to do. But I'm, I don't actually speak like that for any other reason. It's just, I, that's just the way that I am. I've always been like this. I know, I'm not trying to be offensive. No, I just have. <laughs> I mean, sometimes when I talk to my mom, I'm like fucking cussing all the time. And she just looks at me like, I guess this is who you are. <laughs> and that's the this thing. This is me now. Our moms accept us for who we are, even though they were brought up so differently. So times are changing. We're changing. And we're going to talk about it on the F word. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure, I'm a woman who's just turned 50 and I have my own medical practice. I've got a um, MBCHB from UCT and then I did some postgraduate studying in the UK where I worked for five years for the NHS and I did a diploma of obstetrics, gynecology, child health, family planning. I've done some minor surgery and I do some aesthetic meds. I've got a special interest in women and children but um, family medicine is my forte. So the reason why we wanted to chat to you today is because we realise that there's a need for clearer communication within our groups of friends. Yeah, we have questions. We have so many questions. <laughs> um, yeah, we had like some questions sent in by our friends and family, so we should just maybe get straight into them. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. I have my own questions. I'll just pretend that somebody else sent them in. Some of them I laughed at them, and I think I laughed a bit because I was like, that hood home <laughs> you know that's kind of that's a question that I I think maybe also as a teenager you know you get embarrassed and especially the school that I went to you don't talk about sex mm. you have sex you go to hell that's what happens so that was kind of like the feeling I got when I was at school and I think also surrounding cultural and religious reasons as well so there's a lot of reasons why I, we feel uncomfortable well, like my first question is like a lot of young girls don't know when to start going to their gynae visits mm -hmm. and how often because I know I feel like I waited way too long and part of that was about embarrassment. And to the mother-daughter combination, I would say it's, there are different um, guidelines in different countries, but I would say a good kind of average would be from the age of between 16 to 18, knowing that she's 16, um, or from the time you've been on a contraceptive pill for one year, mm -hmm. because even if it is just for your skin or because of painful periods, it's important to make sure that you understand you're taking it properly, that it hasn't had any effect on your ovaries, maybe do a scan, um, see if there was an underlying reason for the heavy periods mm -hmm. in the first place, like polycystic ovarian syndrome, fibroids. So then I make it not so much about when you've become sexually active, because then the daughter asking to come in for a gynae check, is going to be like an acknowledgement that she has been shagging a boyfriend <laughs> and that she doesn't want her mom to know that. So, yeah. The interesting thing we were talking about earlier was um, like sex and knowing like the stress of it that comes with it for a lot of women. So, like when you're stressed, does that affect like Absolutely. my lady bits? It, it will completely. Um, when you're stressed, 
I think it's about going into a survival mode. So a lot of things that would normally bring you pleasure um, no longer bring you pleasure. So you're not going to have a three-course meal and, and savor a glass of wine and take your clothes off. And, you know, it's basically, I think, when we are stressed, we go into a fight-or-flight mode. It's about survival. And sometimes women need to have sex to survive if they're in a, a, an abusive relationship, for instance, mm -hmm. in which case she'll resent her partner even more, but she'll perform. She'll have some KY jelly next to her bed, which she'll use and hope that her husband is not observant enough to notice just the quantity that she's needing to use. So I think stress, but it doesn't just affect women. Um, men who are stressed also have an even bigger problem, I think, because they can't have an erection. And so it's not just that they don't come or they don't lubricate. They're not ready. They can't actually perform. And that affects their self-esteem. Mm -hmm. And um, and that can, I mean, I think it's so important because sex is not just about pleasure. It's about intimacy. It's about relationship building. It's about trust. It's about allowing yourself to be vulnerable to somebody. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's a, intrinsically a very important part of a human relationship. Um, so one wants it to be something that is pleasurable. But there's so much politics in couples between sex. So, so often it's used as a tool by one partner to manipulate the other. Take the garbage out, huh? Yeah. yeah none for you. Zero. Yeah. Not getting forever, you know. Get it. It's like, yeah, it's a bargaining tool, no, you know. Yeah. It so, also breaks a lot of confidence going both mm, ways. Mm. Like, I don't think I need to earn my intimacy with you. Mm. It's either the vibe that we're in or not. It's not a conditioned thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but that's coming from someone that's confident within a relationship. Yes. You know, like you get some women that are completely insecure within their relationship and the only way they think they can keep someone is by, is by forming and hmm. um, and and maybe in the business. Yeah. That's the worst thing. Like I can't imagine what it would be like to be forcing yourself if you weren't in the mood. That's part mm -hmm. of the problem. Like mm -hmm. does that damage you down there yeah i was gonna like, say if you if okay say you don't have lubrication mm -hmm. naturally or otherwise and you have sex or you have like dry sex um what'll happen is the the lining um the the epithelium um endothelium of the vagina will be torn and with those tears, um, you increase your risk of sexually transmitted diseases being transmitted both ways. Mm. That's why you're more likely to get hit the and HIV when you raped than if you were to have consensual sex with mm. lubrication and what, without the trauma. Wow, I did not know yeah, that. I did not know that either. Like, I just thought it was a bit inconsiderate on the woman. <laughs> <laughs> no, it could not be like inconsiderate, it could be deadly. Yeah, both ways. I mean, mm. write that down. Write it down. Write that down. So it's not only you, you're going against who you are as, as a woman and, and it's not about pleasure, it's about respecting yourself as well. Mm. And it's also a safety thing. It's a safety thing. It's so important. And we'll get on. My guy says that I smell funny. Should I be worried? Yes, you should. Um, it's generally a sign that it's a symptom that there's something going wrong, and it usually means infection. Bacterial vaginosis, or BV, is quite a common thing, and it doesn't mean that you're necessarily even sexually active to get it. Um, you can get something like trichomonas, chlamydia, um, gardnerella, 
from your own gastrointestinal tract. If you wear a G-string and it slips forwards, things from around your anal area go to around your vaginal area and you've got garden mm. vaginalis even if you're a virgin. So bacterial mm. vaginosis mm. is not necessarily an STD, although it can be sexually transmitted. Mm. If you leave a tampon in for too long, you can get toxic shock. You can get a change in the flora of the vagina that makes you more vulnerable. Um, if so there is a funny smell, and it normally would be a fishy smell with most of the bacterial vaginoses, um, you need to go to the chemist and ask for some metronidazole gel. It's called Metrogel V. You don't need a prescription for it. You insert it into your vagina once a day at night for five nights in a row. The, the beauty about using this product is because these bacterial vaginoses are transmitted to the partner, if you use the clear Metrogel V gel before intercourse, you're treating your partner too because he's probably got the same thing on his penis that's giving you the smell. <laughs> um, so they present with an itch. And it can be quite a, a, quite a hectic itch. And for that, you can also go to your pharmacy and you can get some Clotrimazole cream. Examples are Canex V or Canestin. You insert it into your vagina once a night for five to seven nights. Laura was telling me a story earlier that was super interesting. So, about catching STDs. You know what? And I had a friend of mine who told me this story, and I was kind of horrified. But oh. and, the, and the story was that no, my boyfriend um, gave me an STD, but he said that he caught it from the bathrooms at the stadium. Went to a rugby game and caught a, the crabs. Yeah, something along those lines. Yeah, I was. Something. Is this possible? Because I'm terrified of public toilets and I'm a bit of a germaphobe, so we just want to know. Is he an asshole or a lying? Or is it valid? There is a minute possibility that you can catch some type of STDs off toilet seats, but you hover above, do not make contact with the seat. Yeah. Um, try not to. Do anything more than a pee in a public toilet because <laughs> it becomes even more hazardous. Um, so, what kind of STDs can is like you can legitimately get from going to a public place? Okay, so say someone has had a bowel motion on a toilet seat in at a hot, humid <laughs> at the rugby, <laughs> and they're in such a rush they do a half flush. Now it's nearly end of half time and you are in a rush, your, your boyfriend is on a rush. So he goes there, he's got this gastro that's going around, sits on the seats, slides around and... Let's sit out. Yes. Okay. And then, um, <laughs> then straddles the seats and perhaps masturbates before going back to the stands. Then he While he has gastro. <laughs> Those are the possibilities. Those are the so, so either Girl, way, you've got, bigger, you've got bigger problems then. <laughs> I can't flag, help, I can't help you. I can't help you. Okay. So, alright. So, our next question is, um, that got asked was, what is douching and should I do it? And then we were laughing about it because, are we talking about a douchebag? <laughs> or are we talking about, yeah. you know, what is what is douching? It really doesn't sound great. Yeah, I don't no. like I don't, no, it's, I don't it's like the sound word. of it. It's, it's a horrible word. word. So no, a douche is something to rinse out the vagina. So you can get the, the typical and most well-known douche. It's called betadine. And it's got pavidone iodine, which is antibacterial and antifungal. And in fact, 
if you have got a vaginal infection, sometimes these vaginal infections are recurrent and they can become resistant to antibiotics and antifungals. So sometimes a douche is, a, is not a bad option. The only thing is that it kills the good, the bad and the ugly. In other words, all the vaginal flora and fauna, which keep the ecosystem of the vagina normalized, so gets now. disturbed. Well, not necessarily because it kills candida. But, okay, you now have a pristine vagina with no ecosystem. So whatever you come into contact with, you're more likely to get an infection mm -hmm. of, unless you take something like Rotarina Femme. Okay, you take a probiotic designed for women, and you don't have to swallow it and expect it to migrate all the way through your gastrointestinal tract to your anus and crawl <laughs> leopard-style across to the vagina. You can actually put it straight in your vagina. Okay, direct to the source. So it's like okay. a pole you put in your you vagina. You can open the pole, the capsule up, mix it with some of your trusty KY jelly, and insert it. Or if you haven't got any on a really strict budget, just use some yogurt with live cultures, dip your tampon in there. That's so interesting. So you're saying there could be like self-care for your vagina that we're not doing. Because mm -hmm. honestly, I'm showering and keeping it like toyed. But I don't have a routine like how I do for my face to, mm. take, to get down there. And yeah. also when you use certain soaps, that can also... Most soaps, yes. Most soaps are alkaline. Mm. The reason you shouldn't wash your vagina with soap is that the vagina's pH is acidic. And it's the acid that destroys the bacteria and fungi that cause problems. So if you're now washing with copious amounts of soap, or in fact lying in a bubble bath, or washing your hair in the bath with conditioner, shampoo and conditioner. Flora. I lie in the bath for days. Oh, days and days. days. I put the hot water on like three times. times. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, I'm but then like... you must put nothing in your bath except for one interflora. What about bubble bath? No. <gasps> oh, that's not good. Right. Okay. Noted. Otherwise, if you do have a bubble bath, um, wash yourself off with plain water, and then uh, use some of your KY jellies. When should we be douching? So what we should, what we should use? <laughs> when? When is, is this like a normal person? No. Your vagina's good. Douche. No. <laughs> There's a problem. You can douche. Okay, but be careful what you douche with. Um, <laughs> can you enjoy a douche? I don't think so. No. <laughs> it looks interesting. It's liquid being squatted up, right? I mean, she's mm -hmm. not doing it with a vibrator. <laughs> oh, well, how would you? I've never had a douche. I'm just asking the relevant. No, I mean, no, I mean, it's a good question. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Um, um, I don't think. I think most women just like do they enjoy washing, cleansing, toning, and moisturizing their face and applying eye cream? Yes, I do. Well, they do. They get a certain pleasure about it because it's self care. Yeah. And we should care for ourselves, all of ourselves. But it doesn't actually mean that you get the same buzz when you clip your toenails. <laughs> <laughs> So is there like a self-care routine that we can do for our vaginas? Okay. That's yes. like, like a daily thing. Yes, what you do yeah. is you shower, you don't bath. You wash that area with only water, never soap, never anything else. If you're going to use anything, then use a product formulated for personal feminine hygiene, like Gynegard or Femiwash or something like that, you know. That's sexy for my boyfriend to see. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Please don't use my Femiwash on your face. Yeah. So, <laughs> all right, so we talked about douching a lot. Okay, so then you cleanse. So we're going to cleanse with this washing with water. Yes. If you want to tone and moisturize, it's basically something like KY jelly with probiotics. Or you can use some um, natural yogurt with live cultures. Are we double cream? It doesn't matter how many creams, as long as there's lots of um, cultures in it. Okay. So good quality yogurt will have lots of cultures. Okay. Low fat's all good. <laughs> okay. Okay. So the, the trick with that is that a lot of women get thrush just after their period. 
and it's from using pads and tampons and all the rest of it. So what I suggest to women who get recurrent thrush is that when your period is coming to an end, dip a tampon in yogurt and insert, and then you won't get your thrush back. Yeah, I mean that's a nice tip. You don't have to also spend too much money yeah. to make sure that it's okay. So on the kind of the topic of douching and and getting things out of you, if we're having sex and the man ejaculates inside of you, mm. is it a good idea to go and urinate afterwards? Because we yeah. got told that. <clears throat> well, hey, did you get yeah. told that when you were younger? Because I did. I, I just stuck with me. I'll tell you why. Men's semen is also alkaline, okay? And you know that the vagina likes acidic. Damn you and your alkaline. I know, right? Okay. They just can't <laughs> so, get anything like those no. guys. So if you, there, there would be, the answer to that is it depends. If you're a woman who's trying to fall pregnant, terrible idea. Because you're going, yes, because you're going, you're going to um, flush out all the semen. Let the little swimmers have their 20 minutes to swim upstream and find the egg. If you're not trying to fall pregnant and you get frequent bladder infections, then go pee because that alkali stuff with a few bacteria is sitting right on your urethra, which is not very long, which is why women get bladder infections and men don't because men's urethra is a long space to travel. Um, so I thought you had to pee all the time. Like, for what reason? Just so you don't get infections or like... Um, uh, UTI. That's mm-hmm. exactly what I thought. So without fail with this urban myth, I've been regularly mm-hmm. peeing. Okay, well, it's going to reduce the likelihood that I get a so UTI. So it's a good thing, right? Uh, it's a good thing if you are very prone to urinary tract infections, but it's a very bad thing if you're trying to have a baby. No, but I think from then, it's just so weird because we come from like different backgrounds and yet we had the mm-hmm. same Up- myths. Yeah. Urban legends, vagina mm-hmm. legends. Vagina legends. Legends of the fallopian Legend. tubes. Yeah, we'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, give it a name soon. Okay, so we shouldn't actually be cleaning down there. So the vagina actually cleans itself, right? Yes. Okay, it's self-cleaning. Mm. Like, can we say, like, there's, like, I don't know. Like, I would feel... It feels weird. It feels weird. Like, it's... Like, I'm used to cleaning my own vagina. Like, I get down, like, get in there. <laughs> you really I, do. I do. Yeah. You know, get yourself more prone to an infection. Shit. I'm just like an p- obsessive cleaner, man. Yeah, like, I like I, keeping things clean. Yeah, so like we need my to body get some in general. Fem stuff. Yeah, we need that fem stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> well, sure. My mind's blown after that chat. Um, guys, I know it's an awkward conversation. It's basically just like the kind of talks we have when we're having brunch and mimosas. I know, and now we're sharing it with our friends and fam. I know, it's great. I promise you I didn't have a mimosa before this. (laughs) I mean, it's not a bad idea. (laughs) Guys, if you have any questions, hit us up. We're so excited to be doing this with all of y'all. See you next week. Bye. Bye. If you have a question that you'd like to ask a doctor and you're not 100% sure where to go or maybe you're too embarrassed, ask us. 